Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Enjoy local voices. Enjoy local opinions. All on one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast DC is the new local app with hundreds of DC area podcasts. Featuring some of the DC area's best personalities, pundits, and provocateurs. Earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts you love instantly. With new programs being added every week, don't hesitate. Download Podcast DC now for free. Available in the App Store or in Google Play. Podcast DC. Listen local. Say It Loud Network presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. It's like all of these different pieces that I learned along the way that, you know, once I jumped into this this adventure on my own, I knew how the cake was baked. You know, I knew the recipe. So that way I could go and seek out the right people to help support me along the journey. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Dorian Morris, founder of Undefined Beauty. So we have a special treat up for you around CBD. And before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode. And your feedback means so much to us. Please take the time to leave a rating, a review, and don't forget to subscribe. So, okay, everyone, Dorian is a true champion of inclusive, accessible beauty and wellness. She is a beauty junkie with the deep expertise across categories from cosmetics to hair care to skin care to food and wellness. She is the founder and CEO of Undefined Inc., which includes Undefined Beauty, a clean, conscious, inclusive lifestyle brand focus on democratizing wellness and destigmatizing plant magic. The first collection of Undefined Beauty, Glow, lives at the intersection of clean skincare meets adaptogens like CBD meets social impact. Dorian wants to educate and empower women and men everywhere to explore, embrace, and celebrate their own unique beauty through unique ingredient stories while also giving back to the community. Purposeful Beauty Unleashed. And with that, let's get into it and welcome Dorian to the show. Dorian, oh my gosh, it's been a long time coming and I'm so happy to have you on the show. Welcome to Business of the Beast. Thank you, thank you. I'm so excited. It has been a long time coming and it's so nice to see your beautiful face. I know, you too. I'm like, we're getting to the other side. So this is perfect, perfect timing. And I love like in our pre-conversation, we were talking about CBD, everything that's going on. 
and you called yourself a plant magician. And I love, love, love that. So let's dive in. I mean, I love your journey. Um, You have had such a storied career, so many different experiences. You've been innovative and you've really kind of dug into a space that lots of people are trying to figure out and you're expanding beyond that. So tell us everything. I know you're with your parents. So tell us about the journey, where you're from and how this all came about. Absolutely. So let's see. My journey goes back to California, which is where I was born and raised. I'm the oldest of eight. So I've always had to be extremely resourceful, scrappy, um, a leader <laughs> amongst my family. That's coming in handy now as I you know, ventured into this beautiful world of entrepreneurship. But I guess taking it back, so um, UCLA for undergrad, uh, did all of my internships in advertising and a quick little stint um, in A&R at Interscope, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, So my thought was that I was going to go become this amazing advertising executive, uh, you know, my business suit, but then realize at, you know, interning in the space, they made no money. So I was like, hmm, let me rethink this career's trajectory and decided to start my career uh, at a retailer, which doesn't exist anymore. It was called Robinson's May. And they had this executive training program that really taught you the ins and outs of retail, you know, what, what it means to be a buyer, manage a portfolio. Um, one of my sorority sisters was a DMM there, a black DMM. And so it was almost like I could see myself in her footsteps. So I did that and Macy's bought May Company. So I moved on with uh, Macy's to New York. And ultimately, I missed the ability to really understand the consumer. Like retail is beautiful, but you don't really have that the touch points to really understand what's going on in her mind and makes her tick. And so I decided I wanted to transition back into more of a marketing capacity. And so I went to Harvard Business School um, really to get a general management foundation um, and then started my career at um, General Mills. So food marketing, which is a very unique category. And General Mills actually has a very special place in my heart. I'm actually addicted to Gushers, which is based on my time spent at General Mills. Um, So I started in Salty Snacks, which is Chex Mix, Gardettos, and Bugles. I also didn't know that Bugles still existed. Um, So that was a learning. Um, Then YoPlay. This is right when Greek yogurt was taking over the world. So that was an interesting experience. Uh, But I really missed beauty. So when I started at Robinson's May, I started in women's fragrance. So that was kind of my first entryway into beauty. And actually one fun fact or memory from that job was this is in the heyday of like celebrity fragrances. And this is right when Beyonce was launching her celebrity fragrance. So she came to one of my stores in North Hollywood to do like a meet and greet. And so I got to meet Beyonce a bazillion years ago. Um, and I was starstruck because that's always a good story. I, I it's never a billion years ago, but it's Beyonce. <laughs> it's always like relevant and timely. <laughs> um, but fast forward to General Mills for a little bit. Then I started at Kendo, which when I joined was a division of Sephora. And so the whole premise of Kendo was to create these brands that were going to be exclusive to Sephora to fill white spaces. So Kendo makes Kat Von D, Fenty, Marc Jacobs. And so that's really where I learned beauty. Um, I call her my fairy godmother, but Kristen Walcott, who's now the CEO of Kendo, was my boss. And when I joined the team, it was, I was probably employee number 30. When I left, it was about 250. So super high growth, so scrappy. It was, and probably six months in, um, we spun out from Sephora, still owned by LVMH. So it gave us a little bit more breathing room in terms of distribution, but that was an amazing opportunity. Um, Then I moved to Sundial. So Sundial at the time was a 
the probably largest black owned, family owned uh, company. Uh, right when I joined the team, they took on their first round of investment from Bain Capital and uh, they were creating and relaunching Madden CJ Walker, which as you know, this heritage icon in the community and bringing her products to the modern day woman at Sephora. So I was leading that initiative. Um, then I did a quick stand at CoverGirl Cosmetics uh, right when they were rebranding, um, when Cody acquired them to make the, the brand more modern. I'll be very transparent. Did not like that job very much. <laughs> but I feel like everything happens for a reason. And it's this beautiful mosaic mosaic of experiences that then leads you down, you know, the next path. And I think coming out of that role, I recognize, you know what, Dorian, you've built brands for other people. Now it's time for you to build one for yourself. And so I took the leap um, into entrepreneurship and it's, it's interesting. I never really thought about myself as an entrepreneur. Like my vision as a kid was I'm going to be the first black female CEO of a large corporation. Like that was my mindset. It's like, I'm going to rise through the ranks and be this, you know, power, you know, woman in a big company. And now on the flip side, I'm building my own little baby, uh, hopefully fortune 500 um, from the ground up. And so it's been a wild ride. Um, I started in 2018, which feels like 20 years ago um, in beauty terms. Um, and I was also launching in a category that was, you know, kind of the wild west. So I yes. was an early mover in the CBD space. And this is back when CBD was not even legal. So I was definitely kind of like riding dirty uh, with this new collection. But I felt that there was an opportunity to bring this beautiful plant, because it is a plant, it is a botanical, and elevate it and bring it to, you know, the modern day woman that's looking for a plant-based solution that she can't find. And most of the brands at that point were kind of crunchy granola, things you'd find in an apothecary. And I wanted to elevate the conversation, really demystify and normalize cannabis and, um, you know, create beautiful products that people can fall in love with. Um, and I, I'm also a very unlikely person to be in the cannabis space because my mom <laughs> was actually one of the first black female sergeants for the CHP, which is the California Highway Patrol. So I grew up in a just say no to drugs household. Um, so it was kind of an interesting journey into CBD, which is one of the major cannabinoids in cannabis. And my mom coming on this journey with me because um Fast forward, I also had a retail store and she actually became my store manager. So she was like former oh, wow. sergeant for the CHP turned CBD evangelist <laughs> leading my store. Uh, but we can, we can get there in the future. But yeah, beautiful botanical CBD um, in 2018. And CBD has a lot of amazing benefits, both ingestibly as well as topically. Um, it's very antioxidant rich. It's anti-inflammatory. It's almost like the master adaptogen. And so adaptogens are kind of what I am focused on. And uh, CBD and cannabis is, is the mother load because it really helps provide homeostasis and balance because our bodies and not to get too technical and I am not a doctor. So let me just put that out there. Um, we have an endocannabinoid system. And so that's what allows us to connect with the plant. Um, and so it's almost like our internal monitoring system that helps th bring things out of balance. So whatever's out of whack, it'll like rejigger it. And so it's a very customized experience because, you know, what's going on in my body chemistry is going to be very different than yours. And this plant has the ability to kind of scavenge and figure out what's going wrong and bring it back to balance, which is kind of an amazing, you know, feat. Well, it's so, I mean, I love hearing your story. I love diving into the cannabinoid and the CB, CBD. And I just, I want to take a step back as we dive into the benefits of CBD. But 
you said so many things that that just like resonate. And I think what's so exciting now is the opportunity to be an entrepreneur because there is something so magical about it. And you and I are such kindred spirits. Like my goal was, you know, I'm going to get the best internship at one of the top five PR agencies. I'm going to be the leader. I'm going to do this. I was the youngest, you know, VP at the largest firm. And going into entrepreneurship was so different, but so similar because I had been so primed and prepped for all of the different roles. And it's so fascinating when you talk about, you know, being at Kindo then, seeing it now, being at Sundial, like where that's gone, CoverGirl, all these things, you have the opportunity to be part of something new. And we talk a lot about being an entrepreneur as much as we talk about being an entrepreneur. And so I'm fascinated with that. I like to say I have the mindset of an entrepreneur and entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. because I think being an entrepreneur where you can really build and grow sets us up to be an entrepreneur. So talk a little bit because, right, it it, it does. And people sometimes mistake. I have so many people that are like, I'm going to go start something right now. And they have no experience. And that's fine. But I'm like, don't discredit the experience and the learning that you can get from spending a little bit of time within something that's established and set up, you know, and doing it your way when you come out on the other side. Absolutely. It's almost like equating it to getting your training wheels through someone else's dollar. So like it's giving you the tools so you can understand how do you build a PL? How do you go about, you know, sourcing materials? How do you think through leadership and having to influence people that might not really report into you? So it's all of these skills that you can develop while getting paid at the same time before you take the leap um, and, you know, put everything out on the line. And I will say that, and I've never actually thought about this, but Every single role leading up to entrepreneurship was giving me a different tool in my toolbox that allowed, you know, for me to be, I guess we'll put air quotes, successful entrepreneurs. I guess that's all relative. Um, It's like all of these different pieces that I learned along the way that, you know, once I jumped into this, this adventure on my own, I knew how the cake was baked. You know, I knew the recipe. So that way I could go and seek out the right people to help support me along the journey. Absolutely. There's, there's so much to that. And it's like, looking at each opportunity as an opportunity, right? Because I, I was talking to someone about success and failure. And I'm like, there's really no failures, there's really learnings, right? Something may not have worked out, we may not have liked it, it may not have ended how we thought it was going to end when we started. But the goal is to take the key learnings from it so that we can move into what's new and what's next, because we should always be pivoting and changing. Like that's how you keep going. And so the ability to take, to learn, I love that. Like to, to, to be able to bake the cake, it all comes from those steps. And we often get people like our listeners also ask about the pivot. And I wanted you to share a little advice. I mean, you talk about food marketing, Gardettos. I love that. And, you know, marketing in some aspects, marketing is marketing, but industry from industry does have different nuances. And we know the nuances of beauty. So how did you navigate? How did you get people to even let, and I say let you in air quotes, but allow you the movement from food marketing into beauty? Like what advice can you give? Yeah, well, so what's interesting is that there's actually a lot of parallels between food and beauty. Like on the surface level, you wouldn't think so, but there is because they're very personal categories. These are things that you're putting in your body or on your skin. So there's that level of trust that has to be built. Um, There's also, I think this, 
elevation of experience, which is led through packaging and how you experience it up front, which then impacts your uh, experience with the product. So I think there's a lot of parallels, but, you know, in, in terms of making that transition, honestly, let's see, let me think about, this is a bazillion years ago. So I was in Minneapolis. Um, I knew that I wasn't going to be in Minneapolis long-term because I really wanted to start to like build a foundation somewhere. And I didn't see myself staying as much as I love General Mills. I didn't see myself as like a long-term Minneapolis gal, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, that wasn't was my damn. Um, and so my old roommate who, from when I lived in New York, we both lived in Harlem together. Um, she was like scouring LinkedIn. This is like the early days of LinkedIn. Like she was like a LinkedIn maverick and she saw this job opportunity and it was at this company called Kendo, which was an unknown entity. Right. Um, but it was in San Francisco. So getting me back home, it was a promotion of brand manager because I was an associate brand manager prior and it was in beauty. So it was like, check, 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 check. And so my first step was, okay, let me do a little bit of research. Who do I know that possibly could be connected to this role? So I also leveraged LinkedIn, which I think LinkedIn is a beautiful platform for connectivity. And so I found a woman who was connected through a friend of mine, who's also a soror that went to business school with me. And she was like the a black VP of HR at Sephora. So we connected, she put in some internal like back, you know, backdoor recommendations and, you know, it moved really quickly. I flew out to San Francisco to meet the Kendo team, which again, super small. And there was a couple different roles that I was interviewing for. One was for this uh, brand called Mark Jacobs, which was in development that hadn't launched yet. And, you know, taking the beautiful just legacy of this, you know, fashion icon and bringing that to beauty. Um, the other was working on a nail polish brand called Formula X, which also was not in the market. <laughs> less sexy, you know, less cool. But that's the job that I actually decided to go for because of the person. For me, it's like who you work for is so important because that's going to make or break your experience. Like you need to make sure that you have someone that's going to teach you, that's going to um, support you in your growth. Um, I'm a very curious person and anyone that's ever worked with me probably uh, would say that I'm the girl that always challenges. Like I'm always a contrarian. <laughs> I'm very unapologetic <laughs> in everything that I do. Um, and so I chose Formula X, which was nail polish, um, because I loved Kristen Walcott, who was the, the manager on the brand. Um, and if, honestly, if I had gone the other path, which might have looked better from a resume or like, you know, sounded cool to my friends, like, ooh, I get to meet Mark Jacobs, I would not have had the same experience. Um, I would not have learned as much. Um, and so I'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason. And it's this beautiful spider web of life. And you never know who you might meet, which then would open up a door that you didn't even see was even there. That then takes you on to like, you know, your destiny. Oh my gosh. I love, love, love that. I like my mantra that I've lived with forever is carpe diem. And I feel like it's similar, you know, it's like, you never know. And I'm always like, seize the day. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what that door is going to lead to and you have to be open to it. And what I love is you talk about, you know, someone that's going to teach you and give you the ability to grow. And, you know, you and I are both part of Beauty United, which is so excited. Amazing program. That, literally. <laughs> Thank you. We're like, oh, my gosh, when did we become a nonprofit? 501c3. Um, and it was so exciting. And it was like it just came from this place of how do we 
provide access and education and tools and resources. And through our mentor program, literally pairing, you know, over 50 mentees and mentors. And we just had such great feedback. And as you taught, as you were talking, I was like, wow, I mean, that's the epitome of what we were building. And you were part of that program and you gave so graciously of your time. Like talk about that. Cause everything that you said has led to, I did the research. I had a sorority sister. I met this person. She was a black fish. She helped me. So how, what's the role that mentorship, being a mentor, a mentee has helped you and give some guidance for other founders trying to figure out how to navigate? Yeah, I think one of the most important elements that has been helpful to me in entrepreneurship has been mentorship, both on both sides, um, both on being a mentee and being a mentor. Um, I'm a strong believer that it's all about collaboration over competition. And so I'm constantly information sharing with other entrepreneurs in the space because, you know, this isn't rocket science. Like someone has probably done something before. And so why not leverage, you know, the shared knowledge and just shared resources across you know, the group, um, because there's, there's room for all of us to win. And that was actually one of the reasons that I launched my retail platform. So I had a little experiment along my journey, which, you know, I've now pivoted away from, but it was called Undefined Collective. And it was a retail platform, brick and mortar, and e-commerce that was focused on the power of indies. So I like to say that, you know, one plus one equals five when small brands come together. And so it really was born out of, again, the spider web of life. There was a, um, a, a entrepreneur founder that had a retail store in Oakland in the Timiskel area, which is kind of like this cool area of North Oakland. And she had both a store and a brand. And because we're information sharing about different opportunities and like, oh, who do you use for your packaging? She was like, you know what? I want to shift away from my store and focus on the brand. And then I, on the other end, have this brand undefined beauty, but it's in a category CBD, which needs a lot of education and you need to actually explain. And so I was like, well, why don't I take your store? And so I was like, I will do this. It'll be like a little pop-up, but then recognize that I had two SKUs. I can't build a whole store around two SKUs. So I'm like, you know what, let me find other entrepreneurs that are in my same shoes where they need a platform to tell their story and let's partner together. And so uh, it came together in literally a month. Like, I think I worked well under, wow. worked best under pressure um, to build out the store, get the, the partners that were going to help, you know, provide inventory. And it was 50 brands and it was all under the umbrella of conscious capitalism. So they had to be female founded, minority owned, LGBTQ, local to the Bay Area or CBD. So it was kind of those five different pillars. And um, it was besides giving everyone a platform to, you know, sell their products. I, you know, shared information, which data sometimes can be more impactful than other, you know, elements within your marketing strategy, which some people I will tell you did not like it. Basically I was building a retail, retail platform that, with the indie you know, brand owner in mind, me, like what would I want my retailers to give me? And so every month, I would send out every single piece of sales data. And I, I love data, so I do analytics. So I'm like, what what categories turning? Um, what when are people shopping? You know, price point analyses. And so everyone can see everything because I felt that you know data will get go, go from the what to the now what. So you can see if your competitor, and we're not really competitors, but like another brand in store is doing well. You can try and tease out is there something that you can adjust to your formulation, to your packaging, to your marketing that can help solve you know for 
your own uh, velocity. So it was definitely like information for all. Um, it also allowed us to do events, uh, which is where I think we first kind of met. And so when uh, I brought the collective to BeautyCon. And so because, you know, as a solo brand founder who's bootstrapping, every dollar matters. When we have five brands coming together to split the cost, it allows us to, you know, geekock, I guess we'll say, and have opportunities at events that we otherwise couldn't do ourselves. So it was, um, you know, I think a testament to like, let's help each other out. Let's figure it all out together and we can all win. Yes, I, I love that. And it's so smart, so smart on so many levels. And I think, especially for our industry, you know, it's Ron Robinson was on. And one of the things that he had said before was like, does the world need another beauty product? Right. Well, whenever you have the data and the research, then you can figure out your niche coupled with your why there is always room. And so the collaboration over competition is so important because that's truly what's going to move us forward. And each brand has to find that own thing, that own story. Sometimes it is just about the narrative coupled with the data that gives you the insight that you need to move forward. And and as we talk about Undefined, I mean, I love the concept. And I actually, I have right here, which I used this morning because I was in the sun, the original. Ooh, the that was original. my second baby, my second child. <laughs> I like, I love it. I'm just like, I feel like I'm going. But so let's talk about Undefined. So Undefined was built with the goal of democratizing wellness and empowering other fearless, unapologetic women to undefine their unique beauty and wellness journey in the process. I love, love, love that mission statement. It is so clear. It makes sense. I felt empowered. So as you talk about the concept of the retail stores, you talk about the platform, the community, like how did you come up with Undefined and like unpack it? Because that it's so powerful. Yeah, I mean, because I'm a, you know, food and wellness and beauty veteran, you know, I've been in the space and I felt that there was something missing and that something was really being authentic and inclusive in how you build. And so for me, the mission of undefined, you know, to democratize wellness and destigmatize plant magic at the heart of it, it's like, how can I help empower people? You know, our modern Lives are stressful, which takes its toll on your skin, your hair and your body. And so it's about how do I bring forward plant based solutions that people can understand and they can afford? Because historically, wellness has had one face and she was skinny, affluent, blonde, white. And we all deserve access to wellness. We all deserve access to high quality products that don't cost our firstborn child. And so that has been kind of the underlying mission of Undefined to pro- its accessibility and it's in its um, at the heart. And one thing that's also super important because I'm very intentional and purpose driven in everything that I do is uh, this concept of conscious capitalism. So I had it as part of the store, but it's also built into my supply chain strategy. So across my entire supply chain from my warehouse to my design uh, resources, to my contract manufacturing, they all fall within the you know community of female founded, minority owned, or LGBTQ, because I believe that business empowers business. And so as I grow as a brand, I want to make sure that I'm helping to elevate and give opportunities to other communities that have been historically disenfranchised. So that's super important to me, which 
Um, some people might think that's limiting, but I think it actually has become a strength and a differentiator because it's allowed me to partner with people that are typically smaller businesses, which mean I, means I can work quicker in terms of if I see something, get it into market, maybe uh, lower MOQs or minimums for those that are outside of the, the beauty lingo. Um, and so it's actually been a strength as opposed to a, uh, a hurdle in terms of my development. Um, and I'm super excited for this next chapter of the brand. I'm launching something brand new that I think will really make an impact and provide, you know, accessibility to the space. And I have some key partners that I think are going to help that bring to life, come bring that to life. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And you know what? I think that at the end of the day, it's about empowering others. It's about bringing people along and how we do that comes out in so many different ways, right? And so I love that you've taken that stance and that you're bringing people along, that you've provided the opportunity because that's what's been lacking for so long. And that's what you're doing. And I'm also excited about what's coming. And you started the conversation. You started taking us down the lingo of cannabis and CBD. And like, so I know that there's so many things that you're working on what's happening in your space overall. If there's things that you can share about this next chapter, um, how you kind of got there based upon the evolution of CBD, you mentioned when you first started, you know, the legalities around it, the understanding, like how has that changed? How is that impacting you? How is that leading you forward? Yeah. So it's still a gray area from a regulatory standpoint, although CBD is federally legal through the farm bill, which um, came out, I believe in December of 2018. Um, there's still a lot of, all of the other pieces around building a CBD business that are great in terms of credit processing, getting insurance, um, marketing. So it's still illegal on a lot of platforms, although you see some brands getting away with it, um, specifically those with deep pockets. Um, and so it's just, it's challenging. I still believe in the power of the plant, but I think there's also other beautiful plant magic that can do similar things as CBD without all the regulatory hassle. And so this next chapter is really focused on the benefits of adaptogenic mushrooms. And so, as I mentioned, you know, the brand is about plant magic, which is adaptogens. And there's a couple different paths. CBD is one adaptogen. There's this whole other slew of, you know, functional mushrooms like the the reishi, shiitake, ashwagandha, which can do some amazing things. And that's, you know, what adaptogens are. They are customized to our individual need states and they will adjust uh, to what's going on in our bodies. And if you think about it from a high level, adaptogens are tools to manage stress. And so we're all kind of living through a stressful time right now. And so this new collection is focused on the benefits of adaptogenic mushrooms to reset, repair, um, rejuvenate the skin barrier, and then also protect it against other environmental stressors. And so it's a full skincare regimen. And because for me, simplifying and undefining, you know, beauty and wellness is important. I try to keep it very simple. And so if you, I can show you a sneak peek if you'd like. Yes, yes, yes. So um, it is a four-step regimen with two um, extra bonus items that will be launching um, next month. And very excited to share that I'll also be launching nationwide at Whole Foods, which will give me a beautiful wow, platform to really elevate the brand and provide accessibility. So you can go into your local Whole Foods and find my products on the shelf. So super excited to share that. But let me show you some of the products. Oh, my Gosh. The collection is called R&R, which again is about repair, rescue, reset, rejuvenating yes. your skin barrier. And so I think a lot of people don't recognize that 
our skin is a beautiful organ that's trying to protect us, but we do so many things to actually assault it. So from being out in the sun without SPF, pollution, so depending on where you live, um, using too many products, more is not better. You don't need a 20-step Korean skincare regimen. Actually, sometimes that can be harmful to your skin barrier. Or even like using too many acids. I will tell you that as a beauty junkie myself, I love me some acids on the face. That is not something you should be doing on a regular basis. And so this is actually giving you the tools to help reset your skin, your skin microbiome, um, so that way it can be healthy, nourished, and beautiful. So this is the R&R Cleanser. It is focused on a three-in-one, so it helps to cleanse. It can also tone. You can also use it as a mask, and because it's eight ounces, so it's ginormous, you can also use it over your all over your body because, you know, Skin is skin is skin. I think we talk about our face so much, but our bodies are important as well. Um, and I know the listeners can't see, but one thing that's really important to my brand proposition is inclusivity. And so I incorporate diverse illustrations across my packaging to really reinforce the beauty of diversity. And it's all very intentional. So this product, I use this beautiful Asian American illustration because this has soju cola. It's got green tea, which has a heritage within the Asian community. And so it's giving a nod um, to this beautiful plant wisdom. Oh, one thing that's super important too is the way that I approach formulation is clinical. So it's meaning that I'm taking like the power of mother nature's plant wisdom and pairing it with active known ingredients that we know are going to work. And so it's, it's pairing the two together, um, which I think is really important. And so, yeah, this baby's yes. got niacinamide, which I love. Niacinamide is one of my favorite it's ingredients. It's across the line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have our day serum, which is focused Ooh. on beautiful brightening benefits. And so it's got vitamin C. It's got our alpha arbutin. It's got kojic acid. So last but not least within the regimen is the gel yes. cream which is a very lightweight gel-based moisturizer. It lives in an airless pump, which is super important because not to like disclose a lot of like beauty secrets, but when you're using a product like a moisturizer that's in a jar, you have to be very careful because cross-contamination from your fingers, which is what you're typically using to scoop it out, but also contact with air. So air actually can sometimes destabilize a formula. So having an airless pump was super important to me to ensure that you're getting the best experience with the product. And this is going to have ceramides, peptides, reishi mushroom and so it's going to give you the hydration benefits but also help with trans epidermal water loss which is actually at the heart of like dryness and really protecting your skin barrier so that is the regimen so cleanser day serum night serum gel cream moisturizer and then i also have two uh bonus items that will be launching in august that are more treatments that are customized give us the bonus item so the first bonus this is the mineral mist so this is actually a magnesium based uh, facial mist. And what's important about this is that magnesium actually, most people are uh, deficient in magnesium. Magnesium actually operates a lot of our internal body structures. And so this is actually um, super bioavailable, which means it's going to help everything that you use after it penetrate deeper. And it also has niacinamide, which is one of my favorites. Also great just to, you know, to refresh your skin throughout I the day. Love that. And then the, the last product is this little guy. This is the exfoliator. Um, and you'll notice I have a yes. male illustration on the package, which is actually a representation of my little oh. brother um, who used to work in my store. And um, he's just an amazing guy. So I wanted to make sure I gave a nod to him. And this is a 
exfoliator. So it's got 10% AHAs, BHAs, and PHAs. So it's going to re- really help to resurface your skin, exfoliate. It also has kombucha, oh. which the fermentation is also great for your skin. And so I know I, I mentioned that I'm addicted to acids. This guy has been amazing to really help slosh off the dead skin. And I made sure because I am... Um, I listen to what my consumers need. I made it a mist, which makes it versatile. So you can actually spray it directly into your skin, pat it in, or spray it onto a cotton swab if you want that extra level of uh, like physical exfoliation. Or for those that are dealing with other areas of their body that might need some exfoliation, like back, knee, it's a mist so that we can actually spray and hit it. Wow. Oh, my. I'm, like, obsessed. I cannot... Wait, I just, I love it. I mean, I've loved everything, even down to the chocolate. I was just like, you are just genius. With oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you. And wait, how is one brother getting a shout out? Are the other six, like, brothers and sisters, like, there's eight of you? Well, <laughs> no, no. Well, I will say that no one's expressed jealousy. <laughs> but Christopher is like, he's, he's a hair bear. So he's like super obsessed with hair stuff. And so we're always like comparing formulas and testing things. So, and he worked in my store. It was actually his first oh. job as a 16 year old, like actually physically in my store. And so we just have this extra special bond. Um, so I wanted to give a nod to him and really also focus on the inclusivity factor because, you know, because all of the products have their own inclusive illustration, Men have skin too. Like I want to make sure they're part of this conversation because although most of my consumers are currently women, undefined is very unisexy. It really is. We all need the minerals and the magnesium and the mushrooms and everything, the hyaluronic acid. So it's so exciting. Thank you for sharing that with us. I'm so, so, so glad that we get to hear about it and everyone gets to understand like how you're evolving. You know, I think that's kind of what we've said, like the research, the data, you said, listening to your consumers and how you've continued mm-hmm. to grow and evolve into such a successful brand. And we'll all be looking for you, not just on Undefined, but also at Whole Foods. And so to close things out, um, we always like to talk about a brand that you're excited about. I feel like you've spilled the tea on so mm-hmm. many great things. If there's a brand that you're like, check this one out for these benefits or those benefits. Um, we always like to shed light on, on our others in the space. Ooh, that's so hard. I feel like there's so many amazing brands doing amazing things. Ooh, that's so tough. I know. You're like, wait, Ah! why? (laughs) And it can be in any category. It can be in any category whatsoever. Any category. Ooh, let's see. What am I excited about right now? What's the... um, Uh, this is hard. I feel like I'm like a junkie. So I'm always trying different things. And I don't want to give one someone shout out and then all the other people like, wait a minute. What about you me? know what? I'll help um, you. There's this brand just because we both have braids. There's this brand called the braid releaser that I'm obsessed with, but it basically helps you take out your braids. It like, it's really, Ooh. really cool. Anyways, you check that one out, but feel free <laughs> feel free to share another one. And we can also focus on your new brand. Like, I'm super excited. Yeah, so I guess I'll shameless plug. I am excited for Undefined's R&R collection. That is what I'm super excited for. And we're also going to give the listeners a special promo code. So that way, once the collection is live, they can try it. And or if they're interested in any of the other existing products that I have that are CBD infused, because um, there's 
uh, Glow Elixir, which is my hero product. There's the Glow Jelly, which is the one that you had mentioned that you have. There's Glow Bars, which are functional adaptogenic chocolates that fuse CBD plus adaptogens. Uh, there's Glow Drops, which have you tried the Glow no, Drops? No, I haven't tried the Glow Drops. Oh, I think I'm oh, going to need to send yes. you some. Um, so what makes Glow Drops, and here's the packaging so oh, you can see it. So this is the first of its kind beauty tincture. And so it fuses the benefits of CBD plus other adaptogens internally to reinforce beauty from the inside out. And so it has cordyceps, which is super anti-inflammatory. It's got polypodium leucothiamos, which is a mouthful, but it's this fern from South America that actually gives you SPF protection from the inside out. So like ingestible sun protection. Um, It has macuna, which is actually a mood booster. So, uh, Again, not a doctor, but uh, there are some people that use it in place of other psychedelics like MDMA or Adderall to really help with their mood boost because it's it's high in L-DOPA. Um, so it's got beautiful ingredients really to help balance you, give you beauty from the inside out, and it tastes amazing. Tangerine flavor. Oh, my gosh. Um, so that's – I got to get you one of yes, those. Yes, yes, yes. You can also mix in your coffee. So I actually have it in my coffee today to help give me some balance. Oh my gosh. I love this. I love like just how you've been and you said it so intentional, so thoughtful. Every product goes deeper than what we could ever imagine. It's, it's always like more than skin deep and just the storytelling, the why, the how, the resourcefulness and just being so innovative. So it's just an honor. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for R&R and everything that you have coming out. And just thank you. Thank you for sharing with us. Well, thank you for having me. You know, I'm a big supporter of everything that you do. And so I'm honored to be a part of this journey with you uh, on the podcast. And of course, happy to be helpful in any way that I can um, as you're, you know, building out your beautiful brand. I've learned so much from CBD to the cannabinoid to magical plants and now understanding adaptogens. So appreciate you for being on. And every week I share an influencer I'm checking out. So this week, make sure to follow at CBD for life. That is at C-B-D-F-O-R-L-I-F-E. And as always, I want to leave you with one thing from today's guest. And that is figuring out how you can help empower someone else. How will you help empower someone else. And with that, follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. Make sure that you leave a rating and review, and we'll see you next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and Celessa Baker. Edited by Fishmar Creative. Executive producers Ken Johnson, Andrew Kalb, and Omar Thompson. Find Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon, Radio.com, or where you get your podcasts. Please follow, subscribe, and rate us. Business of the Beat is a Say It Loud Network production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.